Hey you, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is here to guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am joined by one of my best friends and roommates, Sophie Alford. Sophie is an event planner in Dallas, Texas, and loves using her skill set to bring joy to people through events and parties. Outside of all of her professional things, Sophie is an avid reader, a dog lover, and just an all-around incredibly caring and loving person. Anyone would truly, truly be lucky to have Sophie as a friend, and I am so grateful to have her in my life and to have her as a roommate that I get to see every day. Sophie and I share a bathroom and so I'll wake up and see her in there brushing her teeth and she's just the kind of person who even if you haven't slept all that well or you don't want to be up seeing her there just puts a smile on my face so I'm really lucky to have Sophie in my life. I hope you all are as excited to listen to this convo as I am to share it with all of you. So let's just take a deep breath and jump into it. Hello, Sophie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, thank you for being here and spending time with me. I feel like it's weird because normally we'll talk and there's not a microphone in between us, so it makes it a little different, but thank you for being here. Of course, it feels very official. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. There's no need to be nervous. I, I'm kind of nervous too, which feels silly to say, but because it's just us. Um, awesome. So to get started, I am just going to start with, um, tell me something that you are grateful for right now. And it doesn't have to be anything special or fancy, just whatever comes to mind. Well, today I was grateful that the weather was so nice and I got to come home and look forward to going on a walk with you and Nicole. That was like highlight of my day. I had a great day at work, but... I was just really excited to come home and my energy was just very buzzing then. So Oh I love that. I'm grateful yes. for nice walks. We had a uh, really lovely roomy um what did we call it? Vodka walks. Vodka walks where we make a little cocktail and go on some walks. Um I'm gonna give credit to my mom for that. Though. Yes. Shout out to Susan her. Walton for our vodka walks. But we also did like um HG does the sunset toast. It was a walking sunset toast. Yes. It was fun. We cheers <laughs> on fun. our walk. Yeah, it was great. Maybe I'm just being narcissistic though. <laughs> Sweet Nicole. <laughs> Love you. Sweet Nicole. Okay. Sippy sippy. <laughs> some ASMR. Yeah, some ASMR. Um, okay. So why don't you go ahead and wait? No. So we were, what were we talking about? So we were saying um, that you were grateful for having like a little roomy walk when you got home from work, which it's just always nice to kind of decompress and talk about our days together. Um, yes. So yeah, I love that. And we call them our vodka walks because we will take 
a little a little cocktail a little with us. Adult beverage a little adult beverage. <laughs> no, but my mom when Corona was like very much the beginning of it all. Yeah. And I was at home with my my mom and we would go on walks obviously to get out of the house and take my dog Charlie, who I love very much. Sweet Char Char. My mom would take her little vodka on the road and then I started to do that with her and she was like you should just start making TikToks about this. We would go viral. And I was like, no, mom, I just don't want to. And she still is like, I'm just telling you, you should have done it. And you so should have gone viral. This is my way of giving you credit, mother. So oh, thank shout you. out Susu. Yes. Sweet Susan Walton. Um, also shout out Bebobs and Lady Waltons. <laughs> Hashtag not spawn, but um <laughs> Susan, uh, Sophie's mom and Sophie's aunt, Kano, have this delicious company where they make cookies and like different barbecue sauces yes. and everything is absolutely delicious. So delicious. shout out to the Walton clan. Yes. Um, my aunt and my mom are pretty amazing entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, strong entrepreneurial women, women yes. for sure. Awesome. I love that. So obviously that's a big part of your story, but I'd really love it if we could just take a minute. Tell me your story, whatever that means to you. I, f- oh, I feel like I'm back in college at the like freshman year where yeah, everyone yeah. is like... Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I'm from Dallas, Texas. My parents are from Modesto, California, though, and... Um, so, like, half of our family's in California and half right. of them are here in Texas. So, I go back and forth a lot, like, Christmas time and yeah. summertime. But my, I guess, well, I don't really know where to start or, like, what to really talk about. Just you. What do you think makes Sophie, Sophie? Well, obviously my family, for sure. Yeah. So, my parents are great. I got, they divorced, though, my third grade. Or that year. So I, my, my dad moved to California and I was here with my mom. So that was mm-hmm. like a pretty big part of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just love like, you know, divorces are hard, but like I sure. love both of my mom and my dad. And I stayed in Dallas though. Around like middle school, my mom started dating um, this other guy named David, who's amazing. Sweet He's David. Like my other dad. And yes, I call him David. He's the best. And, um, it's funny because his company installed, like, all the mechanical aspects of my mom's That's how they met, right? Yes. I remember you telling me about this. always been friends. And, like, he knew my mom when she was pregnant with me. And, like, I'd met him when I was a baby, but obviously didn't remember it. And so he's, anyways, they started dating and he's an integral part of my life now, too. Um, I have a dog. Her name's Charlotte Cole. We call her Charlie. She's so sweet. I love her. We um, love sweet Char She's such a goober. Um, she's a lab. And she's amazing. I went to um, a school in Dallas. And then I graduated and went to TCU for college. Um, there I met, like, my bestest of friends. and hmm, I a, wonder who that I could be. Who. <laughs> uh, take a wild guess. No, but it was amazing. And I had such a wonderful college experience. And I learned a lot from that. From my teachers and from myself and yeah. my friends. It was a big growing um, opportunity for me. So I'm really yeah. grateful for College that. College is definitely a huge 
because obviously everyone goes for school and they're always like oh but it's also one of the like best times of your life but i feel like you but just for real it is it is but also <laughs> you just change so much like if i yeah. think back to who i was freshman year to who i am now like that is not the same person yeah like i think about myself in like high school which is a four-year period and then myself in college which is another four-year period and that was just like night and day and freshman year of college was just a huge transitioning period for me and like I felt like that was the year that I actually really became myself and specifically Mm. sophomore year though I felt like that was a big turning point for me why do you think that is I don't I think freshman year it was nice I'd gone to my school since pre-k2 um and all the way up to high school and I loved my school had a great experience and like it shaped me to be who I am. Too yeah, today. it would have to, right? Yeah, but f- going to school for like that long of a period of time, I was around the same people and stuff. Yeah, and so you get to know them really well. I kind of like I feel like I boxed myself into like a certain personality almost, which isn't like necessarily a bad thing. Like I like I wasn't I liked who I was. Right. But going to college that freshman year really let me be who I wanted, or not. I guess not necessarily who I like tried to be but just it let myself grow more and blossom and out of that person that I was like constricted prescribed for you by other people or like by because nobody knew me right in college I mean like I knew a couple people just by chance sure like Nicole (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um it was just a, a just an opportunity to just you know try new things and just yeah be I don't know just explore and it was amazing so yeah so freshman year really spurred that and then sophomore year I think I really settled into it mm, interesting and so that's why I said mostly sophomore year yeah because you feel like you kind of settled into that so you use the word explore a couple of times and I think that that's an interesting way to look at like growth yeah and I think that certainly like we're obviously still young and like we're mm-hmm. still gonna grow and change over the course of the next couple years and hopefully forever um but what does exploration have to do with that for you I feel like when I mean explore I mean you you get to decide what path you're taking and like where you want to go so you it's oh my gosh it's kind of I don't know it was like the first word that came to my mind And I feel like it fits perfectly, but I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I guess explore different friendships, different relationships, explore different interests. Like for me, I like I did engineering all in high school and I loved right. it too. And, and my brain works a lot like that. Like yeah. You're a very analytical person. But, and I was going to be an engineer major. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks before I started college, I went undecided because I was like, I don't know if this is really what I want to do. Yeah. And then... My mom suggested I do this um, class that it, it it helped you explore what careers are available through TCU. Oh, interesting. And that helped because I did like a strengths test and yeah. got to hear different pitches from different colleges within the like within TCU. Oh, and that cool. These are what we can offer you and this is what kind of career I didn't know that that was have. a class. Yeah, it helped a lot. It was really like very simple classes, just more informative. Yeah. And exploratory too, I guess. Right. And so with that class, and then also I joined the crew at Mm -hmm. TCU, which was an on-campus organization. 
and who does events every week for students in the community. So like really just fun, random things like water slides in the commons, um, goat yoga, random things like that. And so my mom had a little bit of background in event planning. So she was like, you know, you're creative, you're fun. Like go try to join this club, see what you think about it. And also it's a good way to meet people. So I was like, okay, great. So I did that and I was with it all the way from freshman year to my senior year. And I like took on different positions and director um, positions in there. But that, plus the career uh, class that I took, it showed me that I wanted to go into the event planning world. Yeah. And also, I guess along with that, some of the people I'd met were in strategic communications for their major at TCU. And that was the closest path to be an event planner. Yeah. Because that I mean, that involved, obviously, communications, PR, marketing. Right, marketing. Advertising, things like that. And so I was like, okay, like, that really helped me a lot. And you like the people there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into that major and that different career path. I mean, it's completely different. But if you think about it, event planning is very also logistical and analytical. Analytical still, yeah. There's still so much creativity. I mean, you have to be creative to invent like different engineering. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just a different type of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I guess it was a little bit easier for me to also go to that, um, that field from engineering to now this a little bit different creative analytical thing. So yeah, that was a I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing to think about. But yeah, so I did that. And I also double majored with Spanish because I like the language. Yes. And I think it's a really good thing to know. Yeah, absolutely. Especially I'm living fluent, in Texas. And I def- you're I do- about the most fluent person I, I know. So <laughs> I can get by. And like, I understand um, mostly. I understand a lot of what I hear. Yeah. I have to ask them to speak a little bit slower. Sure. But I can get by. I studied abroad in Spain, Sevilla. We love Sevilla. But had to come back early because of Mrs. Corona virus. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Our sweet, sweet friend. So. Corona. And then that led me to Dallas yeah. after graduation. Which I think it's interesting that travel has a lot to do with your story too. Because I just feel like you going to Sevilla and trying on all these different like it, 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 whoa, <laughs> uh, my brain is moving faster than my mouth right now, but I feel like a lot of your story, it's like, who does Sophie take on when she's in these different environments? Yes. Environments. You know, and I think that's, that's really key. interesting. And it's like hearing how you play off of the people around you, yes. because like going to your K through senior year school, you felt like you were the same person. Like, obviously, you grew a lot, and it yeah. made you a lot of the fi- foundational person that you are, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go to TCU, and you have this new environment, and you can kind of try on these different identities, almost. It's yeah. not just who do you, what do you want to be. It's who do you want to be, True. too. And I think environment is so, like, that is such a good word that you just used, because environments do shape us. And, like, yeah. you, you, you're not really... You don't have a choice of where you're born, who you're born to, like what situations you're in and everything. And I mean, you get to choose kind of what environments you go to next if you, like, not 100%, but you get to help influence that environment. And I think... Yeah, it's like either, because obviously getting out of your environment does take a certain level of like 
money and right luck all of those things but also impacting the environment around you like Mm -hmm. you said yeah and another thing like personality wise for me I feel like my personality also changes a little bit based on whatever environments I'm in too because yeah I I know I'm definitely an introvert like I do need time to re-energize myself sure but also when I'm around people that are like you two are always super happy and bubbly and that like (laughs) makes me go up in my life like even if I'm like sad one day or down it always is more comforting to be like sitting with you guys because my energy level comes up or yeah like in my work like everyone is so like ready to go and energized and like being creative and thinking and just doing all that kind of stuff and so that also brings my energy makes you feel a little bit more like snappy and like ready to go go. we can do this like let's think about solutions and different ideas or whatever and so environment is just so critical to like growth but also like I think personality and your feelings and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. So there's a lot with that. That's like how you are impacted by the environment. But tell me a little bit about how you, what were you going to say? Sorry, you go. No, you're good. I was just going to say another thing that I, I remember this specifically. I can't remember what the situation was, but it was like my eighth grade year and there was some big school event happening where you'd go to different sessions and hear different speakers or do different, like, discussions with yeah. everyone, you know, thinking more deeply about stuff. And I remember it was about, this one was about, like, women and, like, being empowered and, you know, being able to, I don't know, just women empowerment, basically. Yeah, pop off. We and love it. I And also about how sometimes women fall into these roles that maybe are a little it's just how do I explain I guess the best way to explain it is that some people felt like they couldn't necessarily do everything it's easier for women to feel like there's a certain path that they like are expected to take but okay so for me if I was like not feeling that way when all these people were explaining or describing that because my so my mom, like I just talked about, both my mom and my aunt, they they're own entrepreneurs. Their own business. Yeah, I grew up with my mom basically in a single family home, and she was my role model. And you know, I looked up to her. And she, my mom's like honestly a badass. Like I love her to death, and she's taught me so much, and also like a lot about how to value myself yeah. and value myself as a woman too, and. So I never had those doubts or those, like, yeah. issues. Yeah. Well, and it was always modeled for you. Right. Not just being told to you that, like, oh, yes, like, you're a woman, you can do anything. But also, I think that seeing a woman do that and take on that mantle and, like... Yeah. Of course, any decision that a woman chooses to make with her life is her choice and, like, that's amazing yeah, and that's exactly. what she should and do. Not, but seeing that example certainly yeah. helps you see what is possible. And like that's and that's just it. I'm not like bashing on like women who want to be stay at home moms. Oh no, or, absolutely. Like, I'm like, you go do that. If that's what you want to do, I support you in that. But that's because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to. Everyone should have the choice yeah. there. And but whereas my mom, like, she was a go-getter and she got like she started this company. My aunt helped her do it and they did it together. Yeah. And my mom took care of me and she got food on the table and like there was so, definitely sacrifices and stuff. But oh, of she course. did it. And like I never I never fault or what's the word? I never second guessed 
like who my that mom you could was do that, that too. I could do that too and yeah. I could have my own business one day if I wanted to or basically she'd always tell me like who are you what can you do and I'd have to say my name and I would have to say I can do anything I want to if wait I put my really mind to it. yes how old are you when your mom would do that since I was little she did that to me the other day because I was freaking out about like work and just wanting to do well and everything really yes <laughs> it's a good I reminder no that so is I love that like and what a cool thing to even be able to do to yourself. Like, yeah, you're freaking out. Like, mirror. go look in the mirror. Like, who am I? What, like, what am I capable of? And it's yeah. genuinely, like, anything. Yeah. You know? Like, get your tears out if you need to because it resets the right. uh, the nervous system or whatever, yeah. the biological term. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But then tell yourself you can do it and remind yourself who you are. I love that. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah. So you mentioned being raised with like your single parent household. And I know that that's a little bit more complicated than just that. Like yeah. that's a oversimplification. As every family is. Right. Um, but I feel like spirituality is also a really big part of growing up. And mm-hmm. I think that values are often really tied to that. So it sounds like your mom gave you a lot of really important intrinsic value in yourself in independence in like Mm -hmm. knowing your worth just really really amazing skills for anyone to have but especially a young woman um did those values ever come from spirituality was that ever a piece of that for you um so my family is episcopalian like i was baptized i went to um i or what's the word See, I don't see. This explains a lot. I'm not that spiritual. Like I can't even remember the word of. I was confirmed. That's what it was. I oh, was okay, okay, yeah, yeah. There you so go. So I did that like in middle school. Um, <laughs> that just basically. So he's like, what? What is it? Yeah. No. So here's the deal. I believe that there is a God or a higher being, but I'm not someone who reads the Bible all the time. Like I don't read the Bible. I probably will never pick up the Bible, but yeah. I still believe that there's something. If what I call it God, but I, whatever it is, I know that there's a higher being. And my mom has always been like, we never really went to church, but yeah. um, obviously I, my school was Episcopalian that I went to. Mm-hmm. And so we'd have chapel every day, like 20 minutes. Sure. And, you know, at the time I was like, oh, chapel. Like, right. 20 minutes of boring time. But actually, <laughs> now that I look back at it, I, I liked my chapel at my school because it was very open and it wasn't just like it wasn't like prescriptive put it down your throat like this is what you have to do it was very big on morals and Mm. like being a good person and you know giving anecdote stories and I loved that because the stories were so good one and just like from because some of the the chaplains were um like they had like kids or whatever and they just talk about their family and like things that they learned from their lives and so it was more real and it wasn't it felt easier to grasp and it wasn't just about god and religion it was more about being a good person yeah being good to yourself and being good to others and how important that that is i think for a lot of people that is what religion ends up being is like this system for how do i be a good person how do i treat others well how do i yeah. Treat and myself well. I never felt judged at my school either. Like there was, it was like a very really judgment free cool. religious environment in my experience. Right. Because not everyone has that yeah, case. Yeah. But that's how I took it. And, you know, I'm sure there were some days where I was like, oh, are you kidding me? But, sure. 
for the majority, I think that was, I had a positive experience and just, you know, just be a good person. Yeah. And just be generous to others and help others. Yeah. So that, and my mom was always like, you know, I believe in something or God or whatever, but you know, it doesn't matter like what you look like or what you do, like you owe it to everyone to be respectful and be kind and and that's in going along with that that's the great thing about being in America is that you get to have your own opinions as long as you're also respectful to others like yeah you have like you get to have your thoughts you get to have your opinions you get to believe what you want to believe but you have to be respectful of others and that's yeah what that's the religion my mom taught me (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 for sure well and I definitely feel like um yeah, it, it sounds like when when you say religion, I hear like shared humanity. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, that's very much what I'm hearing. It's like this generosity of spirit, this even like at the beginning, like this practicing gratitude, like for each other, for yourself, for where you are. Mm-hmm. And the root of that is like knowing this value that your mom instilled in you of like, how powerful you are and how magical like you are everyone else has that too Mm -hmm. and so it is this kind of shared thing where it's like maybe that is yeah am I putting words in your mouth (laughs) no I get that and I think just the big thing is just you have to give back to others and in order to give back to yourself too like yeah you have to be generous you have to put time or money or whatever back into your society and to people so that they can thrive and you just you just have to be good to people and respect them yeah no I agree 100% but beyond it just being the right thing to do why why do you think that is like the right thing to do I just you just feel it like it's just innate I was gonna ask where do you think that comes from so do you think I I get horrible like gut feelings if something's wrong or like I'll just feel so guilt like I just know it like inside I don't know how to else to explain no no I know exactly what you mean because it's like oh did I hurt someone's feeling then it's like boom you're like it feels like your heart is in your throat like immediately you know Uh but do you think so just for argument's sake, right? I feel like there might be some people who are like, oh, well, that's just conditioning because we live in a society. We, we live in a society where, <laughs> <laughs> but like where like being generous and like communal living and like all of those things are rewarded and are, we're taught to do those things and to feel oh, good about doing those things. Oh, I see. I so see. do you think... Like, where do you think those things come from? Like, is that truly a thing that you think, like, we're born with? Or do you think that that is this bigger kind of, this innate thing that we're born with that's the shared feeling? Or is it just the way that our society has functioned for so long and kind of evolved into? Interesting. I have not thought this deeply recently. Um, this is my thoughts. My thoughts are, I would hope that it's innate. I believe it's innate in myself. Mm. Cause that's, cause I feel so strongly about it by my gut and by like, yeah, like it I just, feels like that for you. It feels like it for me. And obviously I don't know that, but I do think that people are shaped obviously when they're little, like you're taught, like, don't like share the toys. Like 
don't take the toy from Sally Q or whatever because yeah. you need to share and yeah. like let her play for a little bit and then you can play. Like, but the other, oh, wow, you're really putting my head through the blender <laughs> right now. I don't know. And, and you don't, you don't have to have succinct thoughts by any means. Um, I, okay, so to some, I would hope that it's an innate thing that we push to teach at a young age so that it becomes even stronger. Mm. You hope it's like an encouragement of yeah. that innate feeling. Like I don't want, I hate the thought that people are just doing it so that they can get accolades from the news right. or something. But I mean, wouldn't you want someone to be nice to you too or to help yeah. you? Like, I mean, I think anyone would. And right. so, you know, just help them if you can. Yeah. And like, hopefully someone will help you when you're in a time that you need help. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think about it too plainly. No, I don't think sense to me. No, I don't (laughs) think so at all. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to think about it. It's more just, or I try to be optimistic about it. Yeah. If you, for me, if I get too down in the nitty gritty, it kind of makes me sad and then be like, Mm. society sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Because yeah, like when I do think, deeply about it I'm like well there are some people out there who don't have that gut feeling you know it's like there are those people of the world there are those bad people um but I I agree with you that I would like to be optimistic and think that it is this innate feeling this innate like shared humanity is kind of this thing that unites all of us together but I just think it's interesting to think about like is that actually what it is because not everyone believes that even though they believe in generosity it's like is it where does that come from okay also think about it like this so us humans we're social animals right yeah like we can't survive by ourselves. like solitude sucks and like yeah i mean think about i mean solitary confinement like in prisons like it's not that's the biggest punishment yeah it's like the big or going to the corner when you're little because you were a bad kid yeah you don't want to be alone and you want to survive together and also like i mean if you think about like reproducing too like having more kids and things like that you need more than just one person usually and so (laughs) i mean you do typically typically (laughs) Okay, I'm not. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You have to have more than one person. Okay, we got the birds and the bees talking yes. with Sophie today. But you can't survive without yourself. So innately, shouldn't you want to help other people? Yeah, people and you know. Well, and that's interesting because it's like so. It has it become an innate feeling because it was developed. Like, way back in the day. So, like, like it's also this thing where I'm like, is it a little bit of both? Which is, like, where you always end up. But I think that's part of, like, holding the gray area in life, too, is, like, okay, it's more complex than that, you know? But also, I think I just, like, argued against myself because I don't want to think someone's helping me just for survival. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. So that was another thing I was thinking about, too, when you were talking. Because at the beginning, we were talking a little bit about... um, like being this strong individual with like knowing your worth. And also you mentioned that like you're an introvert and you do need to be alone sometimes to recharge. So like, yes, humans are naturally social animals and we need to be around other people. 
to kind of survive or maybe not survive, but to thrive. Mm -hmm. We definitely need other people in that connection. Um, And you also talked a lot about how environments have shaped you um, and made you who you are, like your school, your like elementary through high school and then the TCU environment and the Spain environment. Um, So it's like this interesting combination, even just using you as like an example where you feel just such this strong, such a strong sense of right and wrong that like you have always felt and you've always like had Mm -hmm. that. And yet you are still impacted and shaped by the people and environments around you. Yeah. I, I like, I don't know what to say about that. I just think that's interesting. <laughs> because, Perfect summary. Well, because it's like there is this kind of in-between, right? Where I want to believe that people are just naturally, for lack of a better term, good. Uh-huh. Yet we know that evil exists. Yeah. Or does it? Like, that's another question. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, but also it's like, well, are we naturally good? But because of the necessity to be yeah, like, okay, so here's what I think we're beating around the bush about altruism. Is it possible? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm a little bit stupid and I don't remember what (laughs) altruism is. Sophie, you are not stupid. Stop it. (laughs) Um, one, you're not allowed <laughs> to talk badly about yourself. Two, Miss Missy, know your worth. Do not call yourself stupid. Okay, that's true. Um, altruism. I've, I know. I remember studying no. it. I just literally <laughs> can't remember what it is. No, you're good. Um, Give us a definition. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Altruism is um, doing something for the pure purpose because it is the right thing because it is good it is good just to do good without anything in return and you can't really prove it that's the problem is that so many people are like well it probably doesn't exist because you can't prove it Mm -hmm. um because like even helping someone cross the street you can't prove whether they're doing that because they think that's the right thing or because it makes them feel good to have helped someone You know, it's like even that is something you get in return. Is it possible to do something without getting anything in return or without wanting to get anything in return, even if you do get something in return? Oh. So that, which I think is kind of in line with this conversation that we're having, you know? Yeah, again, I guess my optimistic side wants to believe, yes. See, I'm the same way. Maybe not 100% of the time, but I feel like there has to be at least one time in everyone's life, at least I hope, that they've actually done something just to help someone. Just because it was the right thing. And even if they got something in return, I feel like that's fine if they didn't expect it or didn't even like... Want that wasn't the goal yeah like that wasn't the end goal but for some reason maybe someone just happened to video them doing this amazing thing all of a sudden and then now they're on the news or something like that like i think that could be like an example yeah but because again like you said who knows right but from your own experience because i would say for me i'm like i feel like Sure, there are times when I've done nice things for people where my intentions maybe weren't purely I want to help them, right? Yeah. But I also know there are other times in my life where 
I have done things that are inconvenient for me. Yeah. And that I still do it because I feel like it's nice, you know, yeah. or kind or helpful. But it it almost for me goes back to this question of do we even know our own intention behind that too? No, I feel like I feel like for me, I feel like I Again, like I said, like, and I innately feel like I know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And I feel like I act on it all the time. Right. But then again, no, you're never going to know. I feel like because your brain is so freaking smart and like, who knows what your brain, like, okay, now we're just going down a spiral and yeah, it's like, but I what love is it. my brain actually thinking? Exactly. What, but this is my, my favorite my brain spiral. running me and like, I don't even really know that it's yeah. like, <laughs> matrix, like, no, what the heck no, is happening? No, actually, actually. But like with going back to this other question of like, um... Are we, do we feel the sense of right and wrong because of us being conditioned to get there? Do we do nice things for people because of that same conditioning? And we feel like we want to do that just because it actually is helpful to us in the long run. And we've been like, we've evolved to get there. Or is it actually pure? That might be the best. Like, could it be pure? You know, like you're scrolling Instagram and you're, you're getting, or you're liking photos and then like you post something and you get likes and that gives you like the dopamine, the serotonin, like yeah. the serotonin. So, like you were saying, if you, every time you help someone, you get a rush of serotonin, yeah, or dopamine or some happy pill in your brain, and then, like you said, it's conditioned to want to do those things because it, it makes, makes you, you feel, feel better, good, which right. isn't necessarily doing it out of. It's not necessarily altruistic, right? right but, at that. but that's the thing: is like, can it be altruistic if? Like, you don't know your own intention behind it. It's like, how much are we even in control of our own processing? Uh. I know. (laughs) 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 I know. This is is what keeps me up at night, Soph. And we're doing this at night. Yeah, we are. We Sophie's got her cocktail here. (laughs) Which means I'm not going to bed. (laughs) No, so okay, to to reel this spiral back in, because I think these are really big, interesting questions that like we're not gonna solve. No, absolutely (laughs) not. We're just gonna talk about it. Yeah, but I love talking about it. (laughs) Um, but to reel it back in, what do you think those types of like questions and considerations um do for you in your life because you're just such a person of conviction I think is like a word that I would really use to describe you with this like you feel the sense of right and wrong and um this huge kind of responsibility to do what's right um and you have this like almost certainty about what that is for you how does that impact your life um and how you live like does that is that like a driving force for you or is that this kind of other thing that's like just a principle for lack of a better term I guess Hmm. yeah I think it's definitely a driving force because it leads me to make my decisions Hmm. and those decisions obviously impact me and like what course of action my life goes on yeah so it's definitely a driving force, but there's also like a shadow side of it because I feel like I do make a lot of correct decisions, but then when I d- feel like I don't make the right decision, then it just eats at me inside mm. and I can't get, it's hard for me to get over it 
and to move past it. And so that can become crippling sometimes for myself because I'll then go in spirals in my mind and just think about how it could have played out differently or like it's... I didn't do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just turns to like loathing kind of, which is opposite of how I want to feel. Yeah. Opposite of how like I was raised. So... Right. Well, and even this idea that like this value that your mom instilled you with of like um, your your sense of self-worth, that like you are worthy it's for me a piece that's been really transformative is like realizing that I'm inherently worthy without doing the right thing. Oh. You know, it's like you don't always have to do the right thing to be a good person. And I think sometimes like I know I'm human and I know I right. make mistakes, but it's still really hard to get over those mistakes. Yeah, and it is. and like I'm okay, like I'm not afraid to fail and I'm not afraid right. to make those mistakes. Right. So the best learnings. It is like I mean, if you don't learn from this, then you're, it's like the definition of insanity doing the same yeah. thing over and over. But yep. at the same time, it's not a fun place to be at. And no. it's not a fun place to feel. Which I know, again, like I said, it's necessary and I'm not afraid of it. But I don't like the part of it where if it's something that I feel guilty about or that I'm like... Yeah. Or like the crippling aspect of it. Yeah. So it's just like... And that's something I've been trying to work on. And Yeah, I was going to say, do you see a future where something like that happens and you can maybe have that like feeling of growth or like oh I made a mistake but like not have that like I'll I'll borrow a word you used like crippling feeling Mm -hmm. is that like an end goal you foresee yourself achieving hmm I mean I definitely want to yeah I don't want to feel this. And I think I felt it a lot more recently just because like transitioning from college to more adult life. And oh yeah. It's careers. a huge transition period. So I've definitely felt the impact of it a little bit more. Yeah. And I don't like it. So I don't. So yes, my goal is to get over that. And yeah. Like for example, the other morning I was frustrated with myself for doing something silly and that I really probably didn't need to be frustrated about myself with right and so I went on a walk that morning to like clear my head because walking helps me a lot mm-hmm. and I like basically talked to myself and I was like Sophie I'm not happy with the decision I made but I'm gonna learn from it and it's fine I need to give myself grace yeah and then I just need to move forward and it helped I'm not 100% I sure felt it, <laughs> but it definitely helped yeah. And that's a baby step rather than just sitting in my sulking, crippling, yeah. guilty feeling. No, that's huge. So. That is huge. Like, that is something that, one, I don't think many people can do is, like, talk themselves out of that spiral, you know, when, like, you feel that coming on because it's like, oh, it's about to happen. Like, I know that I'm going there. Yeah. And being able to do that for yourself. But. I think that self-grace is also just so big too because going back to this way that like we deserve to give back for others, it's like what if someone was to make the same mistake you were? You would be the first person to like... It's okay. Like people make mistakes. Right. What are we going to learn from it and move forward? Like I would tell you or Nicole that in a heartbeat. Right. when it comes to telling that to myself, it's like slap in the face, you know? Right. (laughs) And it's like it really shouldn't be different and yet it is yeah so 
I think this is really, really powerful, Soph. And um, one, I think what I want to end our conversation on is what are some of your tactics and strategies for practicing? Ugh, this sounds so corny and like it Instagram corny. commenting and or like Instagram like quote calligraphy stuff you know Uh what I'm saying but like what are your tips for practicing (laughs) self-love and not self-love in the sense that like tell me your bath time routine like uh, of course I want to know your your skincare routine like Uh. you know that but (laughs) like actual self-love in the sense like what helps you when you're in that moment like you said going on a walk and talking to yourself like what are things that you do like that that you think that like maybe someone listening to this also sounds corny but Maybe there is someone out there who is struggling with something similar or trying to get to the place where you are, where you can talk to yourself a little bit more about that. Like what has helped you do that? And what are things that you found help you do that now? Well, I think the first thing for me is like moving because Mm. like when this happened to me, it was like the, like right when I was like waking up, I was just, my brain was already spinning and I was thinking about stuff and I was like, crap. Like, I just made a big mistake. It wasn't that big a mistake. But, and I was just laying in bed. Like, like I felt paralyzed in my mind and just thinking about that. And starting to go in that spiral. And I was like, no, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go put on some clothes and go on the walk. So I just, I did focused on the one thing at a time. Yeah. And I went and did that. And then that helped a lot. And then I also, I guess I'm a little bit more, like, my brain is more logical-oriented. So yeah. I tried walking myself through this, my thought processes logically and being, like, an outsider mm-hmm. and hearing it from a different... An observer way. of your own thoughts. Yes. Yep. And so I feel like that helps sometimes. A hundred percent. But, again, like, I'm not a professional at this. And, like no. I said, it helped, but it wasn't 100%. Sure, but so, also I think that I, your lived experience is worth a lot. Yeah, and another thing, like, while I was on my walk, I'm really bad about being present in the moment. I'm a lot of times thinking about what's coming next. And so, I on my walk, too, I was thinking about, like, visually, what am I seeing like in the sky, the trees, mm-hmm. and, and just like details, and also audibly, what am I hearing? So like the birds in the morning, which I love. Like I love the sound of the birds in the morning, and like everyone getting ready, like for the yeah. day and stuff. So audibly, because like when you can think about what, like actually focus and think about what you're seeing and what you're hearing, it brings your attention to those rather than the mm-hmm. outside sounds in your brain. You're such a Buddhist soph. Oh gosh. <laughs> that, see, I just need to take my own advice sometimes. <laughs> no, but that that is like but a it very helped. it helped. Like um and it it made me feel a little bit happier and more calm. Yeah, too. no, absolutely cuz the the awareness of like the, the present moment is like mindfulness and like yeah this present awareness and like loving kindness of yourself and others. Like Mm -hmm. those are very like Buddhist principles, but also really powerful to like pull your mind out of a certain spot and back into the present. Or I think moving is really 
powerful too because that releases a lot like yeah. just biologically i'm just a but... jittery person and like already like whether it's <laughs> in my brain thinking about stuff or moving like a lot of times i'll be at like the a dinner table or something i'll be tapping my foot or moving yeah. my knee and either my mom is like stop you're making me anxious and i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just trying to get my anxiousness out and so it's just it's it gotta helps. go somewhere it's gotta go somewhere exactly yeah. so it just helps with movement or yeah yeah so I love that. Well, Sophia, <laughs> thank you for being here. I so enjoyed our conversation. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I really like that we started with something. Wait, what is something you're grateful for today? Ooh. I'm going to throw that question back at I you. I love it. Um, that was what I liked. I liked doing that. Earlier. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked that. Um, you know what? I'm really grateful that the sun was out today. Um, the weather has just been not super happy. And even when I'm not outside, the like color of the sky, I've realized like the, the level of light that comes through our windows and the color of the sky can really impact my mood. Mm-hmm. And so like seeing a blue sky, seeing a bright sun, like just makes me happy. Even if it's still a lazy day, I'm like, I just feel a little bit more happy cozy yeah yeah a little bit brighter Uh I guess um yeah so I'm I'm grateful for the sun today okay final question last question I want one word one no loopholes no cheating no hyphens oh goodness um that describes just how you're feeling right now relaxed and I haven't felt that in a while so I'm feeling good I'm glad. That makes me really happy. Well, I love you so much, Soph. Love you too. And thank you for taking the time to do this and supporting me and having a really fun conversation with me. But of course, darling. (laughs) Thank you, Soph. Bye. Love you. for listening today. I really appreciate you being here and making it to the end of the episode. If you want more of Sophie, head to her Instagram at Sophie underscore Alfred eight. If you want more info about today's episode and the conversation Sophie and I had, head to the coherecollective.com and click on blog. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can subscribe to our newsletter on the coherecollective.com so you never miss another episode. For updates on all of our stuff, follow us on Instagram at The Cohere Collective. And if you'd like, you can follow me on Instagram at Lillian Reese Brown. Making Meanings theme music is provided by Poddington Bear. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to leave an honest review or rating. It helps me reach the people who will resonate with my content and hopefully reach my goal of making the world a better place. Sharing the pod is also a great way to start conversations with important people in your life, and it helps us spread our message as well. Right now, I am feeling excited. It is another friend's birthday today, and we're going to go celebrate tonight. So I'm just really thankful to be living the life I'm living, where I get to do something I love and then go celebrate someone I love. Thank you for being here, and I hope you feel like you're living more coherently. Catch y'all next time. Love.